Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. This is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and today we are doing an episode that is near and dear to my heart. I am a graduate of the University of Dubuque with a bachelor's in science in elementary education, and I have nothing but good things to say about the University of Dubuque. Today, we are joined by their head baseball pope head baseball coach, Paul Wychowski, also known as Coach Y, and a little bit of his background before we welcome him in. I read on his bio he did spend some time with some major league organizations as a scout. He is the 17th coach in the history of the University of Dubuque program. He is entering his ninth season He was the IIAC Coach of the Year in 2017, also in 2018, and that 2018 season was a special season for this group. They finished first in the conference that that year. So, Coach Y, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Hey, Nick, it's uh, great to be here with you tonight. You know, I know it's about 20 below zero out there, but I think everybody's thinking baseball at this time of year. And uh, let's fire this thing up. Let's get it going. Coach, I I talked a little bit about your bio, but before we get going here talking about the upcoming season, if you had to pinpoint some of your greatest moments in your eighth season as the head skipper at the University of Dubuque, what are some of those moments that still stick with you throughout the years? Well, you know, you know the first one is, is just getting the opportunity to coach a bunch of great young men, uh, young men that we've had in our program. I mean, I've been here, this is my ninth year, so we've had a lot of, a lot of really awesome guys come through and you know, getting to see them develop as players, getting to see them develop as young men, um, you know, see where some of their careers have taken them. You know, I've got right now uh, uh, some really neat ones. Uh, we had a kid that graduated from law school at the University of Colorado last year. I got another kid that's uh, in med school down in Arizona. We've got accountants out there, business owners, uh, policemen. It's just that that's the special part is seeing them. Uh, succeed as you know young man after they get done playing baseball now baseball specifically uh the one i would you know pinpoint is the 2018 uh iac uh regular season and conference tournament championships uh what a thrill that was to see those guys celebrate a couple of times on the field after uh 
the regular season, and then again over in Cedar Rapids in the conference tournament, having a chance to go to the NCAA regional, and then winning two games up in Duluth uh, against you know a couple of really good programs, uh, and all those things were first in the history of uh, Dubuque baseball, and uh, you know again it was uh, you know some really neat milestones and. Um, you know, the, along the way, you know, that one really stands out. But I'll tell you what, just some of our facility improvements stand out as well. Uh, the building of the indoor training facility uh, that Joe Clappity uh, was very much responsible for has helped a lot of programs, but I don't think anybody's more than baseball and softball. And then, you know, more recently, turf in the infield, that's been a big part of it, too. Uh, so those are those are some things that uh, are really solid, great memories for me. Coach, I can't believe the transformation, the the field and the campus and the facilities are since I graduated from there in 2005. I was recently at the field a year or so ago. They had a celebrity softball game with uh, some former major league players. And I went there to stalk Dave Stewart of the Oakland A's and get his autograph and a picture. And, and I just could not believe how beautiful the field looked from the infield to uh, the seating that was set up, the great view you have, have of the campus. So the University of Dubuque administration, and I'm sure you had your hand in some of that too in making some suggestions. It looks unbelievable. And that 2018 season probably was the closest that that I followed you guys because you guys made such a phenomenal run and it was exciting to follow uh, on Twitter and, and go check out a couple of games. It, it was really enjoyable for me to go back to the campus and, and see the success of the baseball team. Now, when you think about your time at the University of Dubuque, who would be some of the top area players that you've coached and then who would be some of the top players overall i believe if i'm i'm correct i could be wrong but didn't you have a couple of guys from the bellevue area that had phenomenal careers there yeah uh you know one in particular but uh the the first uh area guy that that was on my team you know i kind of inherited him was landon klosterman who was a west dubuque graduate and uh, he was a pitcher that first year here in 2013 that was you know I didn't really get a chance to do a lot of recruiting but you know there were some uh, talented guys on that team and I often told them I said boy I wish I could have had you guys for four years uh, but then you know the following year in, in the first recruiting class I had we brought in Reed Stump from uh, Dubuque Hempstead and uh, Reed was really an interesting kid because he came in here and uh, he was uh, a guy that had a lot of work to do to really position himself to get on the field. And I'll tell you what, I've been doing this a long time, and for sure here at the University of Dubuque, this guy transformed his body and his uh, pitching ability more so than probably any anybody else I've ever had in my career. You talk about a guy that, worked tremendously hard he turned himself into a guy that didn't pitch at all as a freshman and and a little bit maybe as a sophomore into an all-conference guy his last two years 
And uh, I can remember going over to Hempstead High School, you know, two, three times a week to watch a high school game. And every time I was over there, Reed was over there playing catch and working uh, on something or with one of the other high school players. And it was really great to see him have that kind of success. And then in 2016, we brought in Chase Keeter from Bellevue. And, uh, you know, Chase will go down up to this point is, is one of the greatest pitchers that ever threw at uh, University of Dubuque. And, and again, I think Chase was a three-time all-conference guy. Didn't pitch much as a freshman, uh, but after that, he was lights out. And uh, his junior year, he won the Division Three ABCA uh, sponsor Rawlings Gold Glove, didn't make an air all year. And uh, he, he just was a tremendous leader. The thing I liked about him coming out of high school, and I remember going down and watching him a couple times, the kid just had a knack for throwing strikes. And he was able to do it with multiple pitches. And then it was just a matter of him developing physically in our program and uh, and putting in the work. And, of course, he played summer baseball and uh, played with the amateur team down there in Bellevue and just, just got better every year. And then the following year we brought in Luke Carroll, another, uh, you know, debut product from uh, senior high school. And uh, Luke ended up, you know, catching, starting for us many games over his uh, career. Um, I'm going to throw another name out here at you. Wasn't a player, uh, but made a, a tremendous contribution to our program, and that was uh, Luke Call. Uh, Luke was a Dubuque senior, uh, three-sport star athlete, came back to be a graduate assistant with us, and, uh, you know, then I hired him on full-time, and uh, – Many of the local people around the area will know Luke's story, but Luke, you know, unfortunately uh, uh, got cancer and, and passed away actually three uh, years ago yesterday. So he's a guy that, uh, you know, he just really made an impact on our players. And, and uh, you know, it was a tough journey, uh, but what a courageous one it was. And, and uh, you know, I got a few texts this week. Uh, you know, just reminded me of the impact that he made on some of our guys. So, you know, sometimes it's not just the players on the field that impact the program. There's there's other guys that can do that, and Luke's, Luke certainly did. Uh, then in 2019, we brought in a couple Hempstead guys, uh, Derek Harden, a right-handed pitcher, and <clears throat> Evan Hankton, and, um, you know, uh, a couple other local products now, uh, Ben Kettering from East Dubuque. Uh, a freshman last year and we got a transfer here at semester time, but unfortunately he had to have a little arm surgery. Uh, but I think you'll see uh, or hear his name in the future. He's going to be a good one for us. Barrett Bell, who went to high school over in Galena and then uh, uh, played a couple years of junior college with Bonsi. So we've been really fortunate to have some good area kids and, you know, we get out and see a lot of games and uh, you know, we can't get all of them. Uh, there's a lot of talent. I noticed in the paper today there's a quite a few uh, area kids down at Iowa, and they're sprinkled all over the state. It's it's uh, it's really uh, one of the best baseball pockets in the state, of Iowa. I 
had on last year Rob Allison, who's the head scout of um, the Prep Baseball Report and director in Iowa, and he said that you have Des Moines and you have Dubuque, that those are the top two areas in the state for recruiting, the hotbed for people to come. A couple things that I'd like to say about some of the guys you mentioned. So Reed Stump, uh, he played for me as a sophomore when I coached at Hempstead, and then when I jumped up to varsity, he... uh, was on that team as well. And he was one kid that you could see at some point he was going to keep getting better and keep getting better. I almost wonder if he picked up baseball a little bit later um, in life or started to develop a little bit later in life. And I believe if, if I'm correct, I think he was a Northwoods champion, maybe for the Wisconsin team, um, which was cool to see. And then you mentioned Luke, and I, I do remember that because the Kalb family – I'm not sure what the connection is, but I went to high school with a couple Kalbs, and I saw them recently post some things on Facebook about him, and I and I followed that journey. and And um, my dentist was a Kalb for the long for the longest time, and he was just a great guy. He was just a, I'm sure a phenomenal coach from what what I've heard about him. So sympathies on this uh, anniversary to his family and and the players and the people that he impacted in his time. Now, coach, when you think about your squad this year, what do you think are some of your biggest strengths that you have coming back for this 2021 season? Yeah, you know, um, I I think, you know, going into uh, the spring now, and we we had really had a good fall. We got a lot of practice uh, time in, and, um, you know, I, I think one of our strengths, at this point is experience. And that's kind of an interesting word to use because we only played nine games last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's not like we got a full season of baseball, but, you know, going into the start of the year, if I needed to, I can run starters back out on the field uh, at catcher, first base, second base, third base, left field, center field, and right field. So we've got a, a you know, a, a fairly seasoned group of guys back, uh, at least that have played some college baseball and have had some success. So that's, you know, that's always good, I think, uh, you know, to start the year off that way. A um, couple other areas I've been really pleased with the way our uh, pitchers have thrown the ball, both in the fall and in our uh, early season workouts. Um Again, I've, I've got at least seven arms that have thrown significantly at the collegiate level. And we've really got a nice group of freshmen that have come in. Um, and the big thing for us is we, we just, you know, we're going to preach uh, command, throw strikes, hit spots, uh, do it with multiple pitches, stay down in the zone. We've had a lot of success on the mound doing that. And, uh, you know, that's what our pitchers have shown they have been able to do up to this point. I sure hope they can continue on during the season. But, you know, in the last five years, we finished in the top five in the country a couple of times in fewest walks per nine innings. And I don't mind giving up hits. If we uh, if we pound the zone, play good defense, and don't give up a lot of freebies such as walks and hit batters and errors, uh, that's really a good recipe for winning. So, um you know, the other thing I think, you know, is uh, I, I feel like we're going to swing the bats pretty well. Um, if it, any indication of how the fall went, uh, you know, I, 
I think we're going to be pretty solid there too. So, uh, you know, we're uh, excited to get it going here in another month. Coach, as a fan of baseball, I love going and watching games where the pitchers are pounding the zone and the defense is on their toes ready to work. So thanks to you and your pitching coach and your staff for for preaching that. It makes the games much more enjoyable, makes them move along a little bit quicker. Now, we talked about the strengths of your team. I know it's early yet. I know you haven't played a game. I know you're coming off a season where you only played a handful of games. But what are some of your biggest improvements that you feel your team needs to make? Well, you know, I, I there, there's a couple areas. Uh, you know, the one thing that I've talked to our guys about this week is we, we've got to do a better job of just paying attention to the detail. Um, baseball, winning and losing a baseball game is such a fine line. Typically, in my experience and i've coached high school baseball i've coached summer legion baseball i've coached um you know been a head coach at a lot of different levels the team that makes the fewest mistakes if everything else is equal generally is the team that wins and it it could be a mental mistake it could be a physical mistake so that's the thing i'm trying to preach to these guys right now you know uh be fundamentally sound. They'll hear me say the word technique sound over and over and over. If you do that, your chances of succeeding, whether it's feeling a ground ball and throwing a guy out at first, uh, hitting a cutoff in the outfield, um, you know, feeling a bunt and making a throw, those things will, you know, happen for you if, if, if you do that. And, uh, you know, different guys have been coached by you know different you know obviously coaches in high school or summer ball and 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 sometimes they get a more of a steady dose of fundamentals and and uh you know what the coach thinks is important and sometimes they don't sometimes it's just say go out and play and uh you know try and outscore the other team but there's a way to do it and it's by being fundamentally sound Coach, you know, the other thing that we've got to figure out, too, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. No, I, I was going to say, you're, you're exactly right. I always used to preach to preach to my guys that you can't give a team more than three outs in an inning and expect to win a baseball game. And you just think, you mentioned the little things you have to do, missing the cutoff man. I mean, if you uh, miss the cutoff man and that guy advances from first to second and then you, you get taken out of that double play, those little mistakes can definitely turn around uh, a baseball game. But what else uh, were you saying before I rudely interrupted you there? I thought, I thought you were going to finish and, and uh, give me an opportunity, so I'm sorry about that. No, no problem. You know, the, from a coach's perspective, the thing that we got to do is is figure out how to get the uh, best combination of nine guys on the field. And, um, you know, we got some ideas coming out of the fall, but, you know, the spring is sometimes a new time of year where some guys make some big jumps. And, and we do have a lot of guys uh, uh, at different positions that, that can contribute and some guys can actually play multiple positions. So, uh, you know, I always feel like the early portion of the year, which this year it's only two weekends before we get into conference play because the conference realigned the schedule. Uh, but so that means that we got to try and figure that out real quick. But, uh, 
you know, it's a good problem to have having more guys than that capable of playing than maybe what you normally have. So uh, we're looking forward to trying to figure that out here real soon. It is, and just the opportunity to be able to play baseball after that opportunity was taken away last year is huge. Now, Coach, we did do an episode. I'm not sure if you listened, but we did an all-debut team combined of the best players from Clark, from the University of Dubuque, and from Loris as well. And it's a preseason watch list of the top players from each program. So if listeners haven't heard that, go check it out. Coach, walk us around the horn. Take us from catcher to first to second, short, third, and then walk us around the outfield. Who do you think are some of the top players at each position, possibly penciled in starters, and then what uh, position battles are going on right now? Okay, yeah, starting at at the catcher spot, uh, you know, uh, we do have four catchers on our team, which, uh, you know, I don't know if that's normal for college base, so we got a pretty good-sized roster this year, but uh, catching is one of those positions you better have uh, some multiple guys because – those guys can get beat up, and it's and it's really really awesome to have uh, a bunch of guys that can catch bullpens and and the early season workouts. But um, the a couple of guys, Joe Unger, who's from uh, Schaumburg High School, he's a sophomore. Got to start, I think, one game and played in a couple others last year for us. Uh, really has has made some big strides. Uh, and the other another guy in the mix is. Uh, a freshman actually from Colorado, Kyle Rady. Uh, he's from Wheat Ridge High School. Uh, those are kind of the two front runners right now. Evan Hankton's, uh, you know, uh, debut Hampstead product, and uh, he'll probably fill more of a backup role at this point in time. Uh, but that's an important role because he'll be down in the bullpen oftentimes during the game, getting those guys ready to go into the game. And uh, it's a, it's kind of an unsung hero's job but uh evan's done it for us in the last couple of years and done a very good job so you know he's just waiting for an opportunity and uh you know that may happen you never know we actually have a third guy that's a pretty good guy back there too colton pfeiffer but we've moved him into the outfield a little bit so i feel like unger and uh rady are going to be the two guys battling out there for the catcher position now over in the infield at first base uh We've got three guys that can play over there. Kellen Mitchell's a three-time uh, uh, starter, three-year returning starter. Uh, he's been one of our best hitters uh, year in and year out. He was beat up a little bit two years ago with an ankle injury, but he's healthy now. And then uh, the other two guys, Hunter Martindale's uh Wisconsin kid, uh, that'll be uh, pushing for some playing time. He's a really good hitter. That's probably his forte. And then the third guy in the mix is uh, Mitch Pomeroy, maybe our best athlete on our team. He's from Winterset, Iowa. Actually was homeschooled, uh, but he's really a tremendous player. And if he's not playing first, he could be playing second or dh and could be in the outfield. He's going to find a way onto the field. He uh, had a great summer. He played out in the summer league out in Omaha uh, last year, hit 370 and led the league in hitting. So 
Those are always good stories, Nick, because I, I love it when guys go off and play good summer baseball. They come back better. You kind of alluded it, to it early with, uh, you know, Reed going up and playing in the Northwoods League, and we've had some other guys do that too. So that's always kind of fun to see when guys uh, put the time in and they come back and they're vastly improved. Second base, again, there's uh, three guys in the mix. I mentioned Pomeroy. Cole DeStefanis is a transfer. He came over from uh, Milwaukee area technical uh, college. He's a Homestead, Wisconsin high school uh, grad. And then uh, the other one, Ed Roses is a junior. And Ed's a dual guy. He's a California kid, pitches some for us. And uh, he's played a little second base as well. So, you know, we look for – you know, one of those guys to take the lead, but they're all certainly capable of helping us win. Shortstop's really kind of, Nick, our biggest question mark at this time. Um, last year's shortstop had shoulder surgery. This fall, that was Jordan Goldstein from Huntley High School in Illinois. So he's swinging the bat right now, but I just doubt that he's going to be able to throw like he needs to to get back on the field. So... The two guys that are kind of the front runners, uh, one's a transfer from uh, uh, Union College out in New Jersey, Quincy Bryant, and then the other one's a freshman from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. That's uh, Parker Allen. He went to Moeller High School. And your listeners may be familiar with Moeller. It's a long-time, tremendous football school. But it's also the high school where Ken Griffey Jr. graduated from. And uh, Parker's really, both he, he and Brian are really good athletes, very talented. Parker's going to do some pitching for us as well. So uh, that's the one spot, you know, we're new at, and uh, we'll see how that one pans out. And then at third base, Zach McCoy's back. He's been the starter over there the last couple of years, and, He'll probably man that position and maybe get pushed a little bit by a young man named uh, Patrick Rafferty from uh, Sanford High School over in Illinois, who's a freshman. He's also a dual guy that pitches as well. Um, so those guys, uh, you know, are going to obviously make their mark. Uh, and then uh, going into the outfield, it's kind of the same thing. I think we got about five or six guys that can play for us out there. Uh, left field, Jake Seacanter. He's from Chula Vista, California, down by San Diego. He's also a pitcher, and uh, he'll be battling out with Jake Sonnefeld, Jacobs High School, Illinois, and Preston Hetland, who's a Minnesota kid. Uh, and then uh, center field, Max Snowden. And, uh, again, Parker Allen possibly could go out there uh, from the shortstop position as well. And then our right fielder, uh, J.J. Valencia, he's a Washington uh, young man. Uh, he starred for us the last couple of years. And then Colton Pfeiffer, one of the catchers, uh, he the kid can flat out hit. and he, We're just going to have to find a place or get him some time too. So uh, there's a lot of guys that can play, and, you know, they're battling every day. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it develops here in the next three weeks before we open up. Coach, I'm interested to see how it pans out because when I was taking input for the preseason all-debut team, the college edition, people reached out to me and said, Kellen Mitchell has to be on the team. 
Uh, J.J. Valencia has to be on the team. And then I, I forgot his first name, but your third baseman, McCoy, were the three guys from the University of Dubuque where my social media inbox was full of players. And those were the kids from the Spartans that kept on coming up. So they uh, they made that preseason watch list. Now let's talk about the pitching staff. We know they're going to throw strikes. We know they're going to pound the zone. How's the pitching staff developing? Who are some of the top of the line guys in the rotation? What's the bullpen look like? And does the University of Dubuque, do they have a set closer put in place for the upcoming season? Yeah, you know, like we talked earlier, I I like the makeup of our staff at this point. You know, know, there's seven returning guys, you know, that have pitched for us. And I I think there's an additional, you know, six to eight freshmen that could help us out. But the – Kind of the bell cow for us. The the leading guy coming back is uh, a fifth year guy, and we're fortunate to get him back. He's going to grad school. Jordan Nelson. He's from Iowa City Regina High School. Um, he's just been really a rock for us. He's gotten better every year. He actually got a taste of uh, you know postseason baseball playing in 2018 in the regional and. Uh, He's another one of those guys that's really put in the time in the summer. He's played in uh, Rockford with the Rivets in the Northwoods League and and also played with the Waterloo Bucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's just really a good one. He's, you know, he's got command of all his pitches, breaking balls, two of them. Uh, and he's got a good aptitude for pitching, which always helps. He works well with the catchers, and he's and he's been a really good leader in in uh, working with some of our younger arms. A couple other guys to mention: Sean Logan, who's actually from Calgary, Alberta, uh, one of our aviation majors. He's uh, another returner who uh, was was got a couple of starts last year before we got shut down. He's looked great in the early season. Uh, Anthony Scanlon, uh, Carmel High School, Mount Carmel High School, Illinois, uh, graduate, uh, right-handed pitcher, kind of a sinker ball, slider type guy. Uh, I feel like he'll be one of our starters. And you know, Nick, this year, uh, because of the COVID situation, the conference uh, changed the schedule. So, you know, typically in the past, we've played three conference games uh on the weekend this year we're going to play four for a total of 32 conference games so we're going to need four starters every weekend uh playing a seven nine seven nine series so you're going to need you know multiple pitchers and uh you know those three guys are the most experienced then to throw a couple other names in there ed roses from uh california has started for us in pitch and relief his first two couple of years here and then uh, here's some uh, freshmen I really like that I think are going to compete for us. Seth Crandall from Pickering High School in Ohio. The Rafferty kid from Carl Sandburg. Parker Allen, the Moeller High School young man. And then another local, I call him local because it's not too far down the road, uh, Aiden Sullivan from uh, West Carroll High School in Illinois. Uh, really a nice breaking ball and a good feel for throwing it. And uh, he's done a pretty good job. Uh, we've got high hopes for uh, Ben Kettering, the East Dubuque kid. He's got a little bit of arm issues right now. I think he's okay through today again. But 
we've held him out for a couple of days and uh, we got to get him back because he's got a really alive arm. We got to kind of harness him in, pull the reins back a little bit and tighten up his command. But he's done a done a nice job in the past and we think he's going to be a good one for us in the future. As far as the closer, Nick, you know, right now uh, we got a couple choices, I think. Uh, one of them could be closer by committee. Playing those four games on the week and having four starters, sometimes you feel like you got to run your best guys out there as the starter and then worry about what happens at the end of the game. So t- sometimes it ends up being the next best man up. But, you know, one guy that I, I could see potentially doing it is, uh, you know, the Hampstead product, Derek Hard. And Derek's, you know, really had a couple of good years with us um, and had a tremendous year last summer pitching for Farley uh, in uh, semi-pro baseball. And, you know, he, he, he's, he's really funky. I don't know if you remember seeing him in high school or not, uh, but he's got a sneaky fastball. He's really, really improved his breaking ball. Uh, he's kind of a calm, doesn't say much kind of guy, good poise. So there's a lot of things about him that I think could fit into that role. But, you know, he could be a starter too, but he'd, he'd be the closest thing I think right now uh, to an experienced guy that we think about using in that uh, situation. Coach Y, you have done something in the history of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast that has never been done as we approach our year anniversary you have left me speechless because you have answered all of my follow-up questions, all of my questions coming up. And to keep me speechless, that's something that very rarely happens on the podcast and and in my real life. Um, You mentioned the the youngsters that are there, the transfers that you're hoping making a splash. You mentioned the local preps that if the area wants to go watch some good college baseball – they can check they can check out. So I have two questions for you before we uh, hit into that podcast ending double play and give you an opportunity to to plug the University of Dubuque. What are you expecting from this senior class? Well, you know, I, I think the the standard answer is always, you know, leadership. And it's interesting because when you mentioned that the three guys from our team that needed to be on kind of the all college team from the area, all three or two of those or all three of them really are seniors. Uh, I think uh, two of them may come back next year because they they'll have that extra year. Uh, But you just can't put a price tag on how important it is to have some veteran guys. I know, you know, just looking at our league in the past, uh, it's been really important. And it was one of the factors when we won it in 2018. Uh, so, you know, I expect those guys to, uh, you know, act like veterans and, and they've done a really good job of uh, bringing the younger kids along and coaching them up and, and uh, you know, letting them know what it's going to take to be successful. So um, I expect those guys to play well and, uh not necessarily carry the team, but bring the team along. Now, Coach Y earlier mentioned bullpen catchers. And for all you catchers out there, whether you're in Little League or semi-pro or college or high school, 
I had a friend of mine who played nine years for the Anaheim Angels, and one night I got to uh, go hang out with the Angels, and I spent some time talking to the bullpen catcher, and he makes $97,000 a year watching baseball and warming up pitchers. So people that are catchers listen to this, take that job with pride and take it to the next level to get paid $97,000 a year to do that. Now, Coach, before we uh, sign out here, how do we find a schedule for your upcoming season? Where do we find you on social media? Do you have any events that are going on that you'd like to plug and a little bit about your program and a little bit about the University of Dubuque before we sign out. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, standard uh, methods of getting more information on us, you know, the first one, our website, you can go to udspartans.com, punch in baseball, or just go to the University of Dubuque website. Uh, Our sports information guys have, have done a nice job. We actually are breaking in a new uh, uh, system this year, I guess. So, uh, you know, it, it, the, the website looks a lot better, and they're doing a good job of keeping it updated. And then our Twitter is uh, University of Dubuque Baseball at UD underscore baseball. Uh, so, you know, you can search that. And uh, there's usually some pretty good posts and stuff in there as well. And uh, those are the main things. You know, with the COVID stuff going on, Nick, there's really not much we can do outside of just practice, and and there's not a lot of uh, outside things going on in the past. We've had winter camps, and those got shut down this year. And um, we're not sure about the fan stuff. You know, at the games this year, typically we end up with uh, a uh, senior day affair, which – We'll still have, I believe, this year. I'm hoping we can have a decent crowd. Our last home weekend is with Laura, so that'd be uh, uh, a fun one if, if we can get fans because it's usually a pretty good environment, you know, with the two local teams playing as such. So, uh, you know, that, that's a little bit about uh, the social media thing. Uh, as far as the University of Dubuque goes, man, what, what an awesome place. Uh, I got to tell you, I moved up here from the University of Texas to Tyler. And uh, I know they got a little ice down there today. But the two years I was down there, we opened up one year on February 9th and the next year February 10th. And looking at the weather right now, Nick, I'm not sure we're going to get outside on March 11th. And I'm hoping we're going to get out there on April 11th. So, Getting back to uh, the University of Dubuque, it took a a lot to get me to leave the South and come up here. And let me tell you, there's a number of things that that got me here. Uh, First off, you know, I knew Dan Runkle a little bit, our athletic director. Uh, I'm a Minnesota native, grew up in New Ulm, and uh, Coach Runkle was the head football coach over at Mankato. So I'd follow sports like you do, and so I had a pretty good understanding of uh, you know, what he had done, what he was looking for. And I also knew our head football coach here, Stan Zweifel. We played summer baseball together a long, long time ago. He was the head football coach in New Ulm, and uh, he's the one that called me up and told me about the job. But when I got up here, uh, there was a lot of things that really were impressive. Number one were the people. 
and the, and, and the commitment to wanting to be successful, not just academically and, uh, you know, fr- from that standpoint, but I think there was a really strong commitment to want to, wanting to be very good in uh, all the athletic sports here. And baseball was one that they were, you know, looking to maybe get a little bit of a jump start. Well, how do you do that? Well, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of ways you can show commitment. One of them is, uh, you know, budgets. I've never been turned down once for anything we needed here. Uh, we've got a lot of technology, Rapsodo, uh, any kind of, you know, pitching machines and, uh, you know, tools that we need to help develop our players. Uh, but another one of those commitments is facilities. And, Nick, I know you being a local guy, you've been over in your University of Dubuque graduate, and it's changed a lot since you were in school. Um, the biggest, the two biggest things, I think, are indoor training center and then uh, the turf infield. And those things have just been game changers for us. I don't know that there's there can't be but a handful, and I'd be hard pressed to find anybody that's got anything better than we do in Division Three in the country. Um, and I tell our guys all the time, you know, uh, you know, today's Thursday, and it's we we call Thursday Thankful Thursday. What are we grateful for? And just about every week, somebody says our indoor facility. Because there's no excuses for us not being prepared to play early in the season. We've got two drop-down cages. We've got mounds. We've got plenty of space. And it's just been uh, a phenomenal uh, facility, not just for baseball, but all our sports. And then the indoor uh, or the uh, infield turf that we put in three years ago, that's a game changer. And, Nick, you know as well as all the other high school coaches around the area here, you know, probably about 30% of your time is, is spent working on the field, whether it's dragging it, watering it, cutting the grass, uh, dealing with rain outs. You know, we've eliminated that. Uh, high school guys don't know much about pulling tarps. Let me tell you, that is one big pain. And uh, so we've eliminated that. And uh, it's just, you know, those are the types of things that got me up here. But not only that, you know, um, the uh, community, I think, is unbelievable. And I've, I've coached and lived in some pretty good places. You know, I spent a couple of years at Starkville, Mississippi, at Mississippi State. Doesn't get much better than that in Division One baseball. Was at Murray State in Kentucky. Phenomenal place to go to school. Anybody that's been down in that part of Kentucky, land between the lakes. Great area if you like to hunt and fish. Uh, Tyler, Texas, awesome. But let me tell you, Dubuque is about as great a place community-wise to live, especially if you're a baseball guy, as any place in the Midwest or, you know, maybe the country. Um, You know, you got plenty of outdoor activities. Uh, You've got the river here. Uh, The, uh, you know, I'm a four-season climate guy living and growing up in Minnesota and you can do different things at different time of the year. You know, if you're a cultural guy, uh, there's so much music history around here and uh, uh, plays and arts and literature, you know, our Heritage Center on, on campus. All these things were factors of why I came up here, you know. And then, you know, you ask yourself, can you recruit? 
can you get kids here? Absolutely. For all those things I mentioned. So uh, it's just been a really uh, a fun gig. Uh, we've been fortunate to get some really good kids here and, um, you know, they bought in and, and we've had some success and now we just want to keep it going and make it a little bit better. Coach Y, thanks for joining me on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I echo everything you say about the university and everything you say about Dubuque. And I'd like to wish you and your staff and your players and your families the best of luck, not only this year, but in all future years to come. 643, we're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.